Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders for coders about all aspects of creating your best life as a developer. I'm Will, the accomplished developer and aspiring software architect. And I'm Beach, the journeyman developer sharing my journey in development. Complete Developer Podcast is supported by listeners like you. We are now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash complete developer podcast. Where'd you write it? In previous episodes, we've discussed the benefits of journaling. Not only does it improve your personal life, journaling can improve your career as well. It allows you to express your emotions, to work out issues, and organize your thoughts. In this episode, we'll go into the steps you can take to get started journaling. But before we get started, Will, what have you been fighting this week? Not much. Nice. Um, I'm kind of taking it a little bit easy until the end of summer because my daughter's going to middle school and, you know, schedules are going to change. So, like, I hit a point where I had a bunch of stuff done and then I couldn't really start on anything new and get it done before this started. And I'm like, I'll just wait and see what happens to my schedule and then go. And so, I'm kind of taking it easy, uh, chilling out for a while. It's not so bad. Nice. That's pretty sweet. How about you? Well, I found out they are making a TV series out of another Neil Gaiman book, Good Omens, that he wrote with Terry Pratchett. And what's really awesome is David Tennant is playing the demon Crowley. Uh, it's coming out on Amazon Prime next year, so I'm going to get to watch it, and I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. Speaking of Amazon, I built and will be presenting an Alexa skill at work. Dave from Junior Developer Toolbox and I attended the Alexa Skills Workshop at Music City Tech. So we built one as a proof of concept at work and are planning on presenting it. Uh, we were supposed to do so yesterday, but we had a consultant in that gave a presentation about the new build server that we've got. So we didn't get to go um, and they pushed it back a couple of weeks. So we're going to actually add some more functionality to it between now and then. It's kind of exciting. Right now, it's kind of a pretty basic fact skills thing, but uh, the talk is going to be about building a skill and we're actually going to build one there uh, in front of everyone. Uh, so it's really cool. We've also got some people on uh, one of the business teams interested and they're going to come by and watch us build it. So that's really cool. Nice. Um, in other news, I've been helping my mom do a little bit of gardening and plant some shrubs around her patio. And so with that in mind, I have something plant related for IOTs. This project is called Smart Irrigation System Using IoT. And this is more than just a project. It's a course in IoT and irrigation. It involves working with a soil moisture sensor, Wi-Fi module, and an Arduino. The goal is to build an automated system that detects the moisture level of the soil and replenishes when it's needed. Through this course, the student will learn about programming an Arduino and its architecture, as well as calibrating the sensors. Now, this isn't a free course, but it's nice because the cost includes the kit that you'll need to complete it. And you can do it online, or I believe they do have classroom courses. I'm not sure exactly where those are, um, but you can check that out in the show notes. Who's talking to us this week? We got a tweet from, I'm going to probably butcher this. I'm going to try to get it right. Uh, Priyank Trivedi. 
made some visual notes on types of journals recommended, particularly liked the staircase analogy for values and goals journal. Thanks for listening. Um, that's really great. The visual notes is kind of what journaling is about in a way. Uh, send us a DM with your contact information because we've got a complete developer water bottle just for you. Guys, if you'd like your very own complete developer water bottle, leave us a review in iTunes or comment on the website or any of our social media. We post all our episodes to Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Google+. We're also on Instagram, Path, and Tumblr. You can check us out each week on Facebook and Twitter Live where we talk about what's going on in the tech world and answer some listener questions. Or join the conversation anytime via Slack by going to slack.completedevelopernetwork.com. Journaling helps you keep track of your life and organize your thoughts and feelings. Doing so on a regular basis will not only provide a place for you to look back on your life, but also improve your thought processes. It helps to organize the way you think about the world around you. In previous episodes, we discussed both the personal and career benefits of journaling. Now that we've expressed the reason to journal, we'll close out this series by providing information on how to do it. We'll start by talking about how to get started, then discuss some tips and tricks to help you get the most out of journaling. Finally, we'll go over some pitfalls to avoid on your journey into journaling. So getting started, the first thing is to use pen and paper over screen and keyboard. Now, I saw this in a lot of places when writing this outline, and I know Will likes to keep some of his journals on yeah, screen. certain very specific things. Yeah. Um, now, like if I'm, it, it depends on what I'm doing, right? Like if I'm recording something, you know, in other words, like I have a monthly uh, retrospective that I do. Yeah. That goes electronic. If I'm planning something out and scratching out ideas, I do not do that on the computer. Mm-hmm. You I do it by hand. Yeah, you're more. Because you fight with a computer otherwise. And your stream of consciousness tends to flow better when you're writing it by hand. Right. Also, physically writing your ideas down helps you to retain them better. Uh, writing by hand also gives your eyes a reprieve from the screen. Yeah, and that's a big one. Yeah, um, I say especially with us as developers, because we spend a lot of time in front of a screen. And if you watch TV when you get home or play games or anything yeah. like that, you're in front of a screen way too much of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the deal as well is it's not just your eyes getting reprieve; it's just like breaking that space. Mm-hmm. You're doing something else that's not subject to Facebook and to all the crap you do yeah. on a computer. It allows your mind to relax and unplug, basically. Yeah. Um, devices, computers or otherwise, uh, can be distractions, like you said, with the social media. Uh, even work can be a distraction when you're trying to journal. Yeah, because you, you really just want to just do this instead of doing all the other things. You might think of a solution to a problem that you have while you're journaling and then want to jump over and fix the thing at work Mm -hmm. that's messing you up. That's great for work, but it's not so hot for the journaling. Right. My suggestion is to have some loose paper. And just write it down. Write the idea down. Uh, I know I come up with a lot of solutions. um, When I was in the office, I used to go uh, up to the 28th floor and walk. So they have a great view and it's a good little... Yeah. Um. Uh, kind of a not circular square path around uh, with when uh, floor to ceiling windows look out over Nashville or uh, if it's around lunchtime, go to lunch a little bit early and walk somewhere farther away. And I'll get out and walk and go through the neighboring parking lots and loop around. And yeah. It's the same kind of deal. It's the, the basic thing is you want to break your habit mm-hmm. 
of you know doing what you do on the screen because that's not what you're trying to do here. Now, there's a little caveat to this one as this may not work for everyone. Yeah, you may not be able to write stuff down physically. I mean, yeah. if you're if you've got a handicap where you can't, mm-hmm. for instance, um, or if your hands are just sore. Yeah, and you know, there's there are a lot of ways to do this. Uh, like, there's apps out there that can help you, um, and depending on like we were talking earlier, the type. Task list, I'll use Nosby. Yeah. Um, because then it, I have the tasks and I can track them. If it's just, you know, journaling, just raw journaling, mm-hmm. and it is something I want to do electronically, I'll do that in Visual Studio Code because yeah. that's always open. Yeah, I'm the same way. You know, even though it's like a quarter of a second to open the thing, it's, it's still, it's like, it's there. Mm-hmm. And, and there we go. Um, if you're doing, you know, more freeform stuff, you know, where you have to draw, you may want to get a tablet out and actually use the stylus. If you just have to do it electronically, I haven't had a whole lot of luck with that, but you know, mm-hmm. I remember when you tried to do that at, um, one of our quarterly meetings and yeah. lost everything because one note just choked. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> well, that was interesting. Next, when you're starting, start simple and make it a habit. So the idea here is to get yourself into a routine of journaling. So you, Will and I have been doing this for, years and years and so we've we've built up more and more complex systems right don't ever start a system at complexity start it with something simple and then build from there Mm -hmm. that's how life started exactly the simpler your early journaling the more likely you are to continue journaling over time you don't need to write like Anne Frank to keep a journal or diary I mean my grandfather you know kept one during the war and it was like a sentence every other day Mm-hmm. I mean, there was just almost nothing in there, but it was a habit yeah. and you know, that provided value to him. And if you start with something like that, you'll figure out where to get the value that that will happen on its own. In a way, our episodes, our episode outlines are a journal of my learning. Yeah. And uh-huh. the, you know, the beginning parts, like I can look back at old episodes and see what was going on, mm-hmm. you know, two years ago. Well, it was really funny. We're going on three now. Yeah, we're we're going into that. Um, I was talking with the Junior Developer Toolbox crew. I got on Hangouts with them. I went through some idea generation with them and, and was helping them kind of come up with some ideas for episodes and right. stuff. And as part of it, I showed them. I was like, look, you don't have to have super complex stuff like our system is now. Here are some of our early outlines. And it's like 10 lines. Yeah. And we just we talked about each thing. I was like, our show notes weren't that great back then. No, because we figured out, like, we started with something that worked well enough and then iterated. Right. The The point is to get to the point where you can iterate and get that feedback loop. Mm-hmm. And just like you were saying with your grandfather, write a little each day or a little each week to get into that habit. Even if it's not super detailed, it's, it's something that took me a while. I would go through phases. I think you probably remember. Yeah, where you'd write every day and then you wouldn't for like two months yeah. or something. Yeah. I remember that back in college, especially mm-hmm. if you force yourself to be disciplined early on, it's easier to continue this over the long haul. Part of forcing yourself to be disciplined is making it so you're not having to be super disciplined. Mm-hmm. So you can just do a little like right. that. That's the idea there because you're not used to doing it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get more efficient as you go. You don't want to start with something huge because then you won't do it. You may be thinking, cause I know when I first started, this was something that was well, I always have a lot to say, but this is something that a lot of people had issue with is what do I write about? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't have that interesting of things to write about, or I just don't know what to talk about or anything. And 
for that, you can use journaling prompts to get you going. Yeah, I've never done that. I can see how it would be useful. I'm I'm kind of like you. I always have something to write. Yeah, we're we we have something to say. Yeah, if the world was all written text, we'd both be extroverts. <laughs> yes, that's very true. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what that is. Uh, now, I will say one thing that these kind of things are fun for me as the outgoing extrovert is we used to have this coffee shop called Poets up in Cookville. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still there, but uh, I would go there with some friends from college. And then my parents had moved up there while I was in college. So I had friends up there. And they had this just box of cards with topics on it. Yeah. And so we would get coffee and it was people that I, you know, I I knew because I saw them every other weekend or so when I was up visiting family. And so we would just grab a topic and it'd be some like deep question or some, some question or weird thing. um, Like what would you do in this circumstance or something? And it would start a conversation. Yeah. And and that's kind of what these these prompts are. They they help you to get started by providing a way to get in the correct frame of mind. Right. And you'll do you'll see people do this um something similar to this when they're doing longer form writing mm-hmm. where you leave like a half sentence at the end and you come back and you finish that sentence and then it just rolls on naturally from there. It doesn't take a whole lot of a push. It's just leaving something incomplete that you can fill in the blanks on is is the goal here. And that's that's what those things are for. I, know, I have the hardest time doing that because I don't like to leave things incomplete. Yeah, where you're you're a completionist. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel you. Um <laughs> it's it's not something I I do very well either. It has worked when I've done it. I have more trouble like leaving something not done than I do picking up yeah. and, and going again. So I you know, I, I base my strategy around that personal tendency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with this, sometimes when you don't know what to talk about, a prompt can kind of get you going. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of them out there for all sorts of different types of journaling. When you're using these, answer the questions openly and honestly. Yeah, because the journal is for you and yourself, like your future yeah. self and your current self. There's no point in lying. Because you know you're lying. (laughs) (laughs) You want to choose questions that will be hard um, and that that are going to really make it difficult on you to open up and be honest. Because the idea is to get yourself out of your comfort zone. And that that can be pretty tricky. And that's part of the reason the prompts are helpful. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us, it's not that it's not that you can't get out of your comfort zone. It's that you literally don't know how to what direction to step in to to get there. Yeah. And you won't until you see some kind of prompt or you have some kind of experience. And finally, under getting started, Will's kind of already hit on this, but make it about you and for you. This isn't for anyone else. You are writing for yourself and for your future self. Right. And that's part of the reason on some things I keep it digitally Mm -hmm. because I can encrypt that. Like I know for a fact, nobody's going to read that. And it's interesting because I have found things in like journals from college. Yeah. That I remember calling you up because I, I was doing some cleaning. I was like, oh, hey, a journal. And I read through some things. I was like, huh. So I called you and told you like, oh, yeah, you you talked about that back then. It's like, I don't like so much stuff has gone on in yeah. my life since then. I'm like, I don't even remember this. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting what you can. You're basically talking to future you. Yeah. And and this is a point where you can you can instruct your future self to some degree because you will forget things. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how we learn. At least half of learning is forgetting stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's 
going towards a goal, not going towards all goals. Yeah, exactly. Base what you say or put in the journal on having a conversation with yourself. Yeah, and this is not for anyone else to read. So feel free to uh, write things in a way that you can remember the emotion around things. Like you don't have to sterilize the writing like it's an English class. Yeah. And that puts a lot of people off of journaling too because they feel like they have to write professionally. You don't. And this, speaking of English class, this isn't like writing a journal in an English class where you have to turn it in. I, I know that's that. the dumbest thing. I mean, I get why they do it because yeah. they, you know, they want to teach journaling, but that is a complete, completely backward way to do it. And really, you can't teach journaling for a grade. Oh, right. To I mean, teach it properly because somebody else seeing it is not teaching it properly and you can't grade something that doesn't have visibility to the teacher. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I just I remember having to do that and thinking, well, this isn't like I'll write in it, but it's not I can't put what I'm really thinking. Yeah, because you'll get them mad or, you know, it's like the interview question where somebody goes, what are your greatest weaknesses? Well, you're not going to be honest. Oh, I am. You're not going to say, I, well, <laughs> I drink on the clock. You know, like nobody says that. <laughs> right. They go, I'm I'm too motivated. That's a BS answer. And oh, sorry, like, no, that's the only thing you'll get there. Okay. And, a little, little side note on, on interviewing. Um, with this, I pick something that I can, that is an actual weakness because it throws them off. Yeah. So, uh, one thing that I do have, have uh, issue and struggle with, and I'm, and I can talk about things that I do to improve that and how I have bettered myself on that issue is I get defensive. Yeah. And you know this from personal experience. I've never seen you get defensive. <laughs> Why? Okay, I can't even. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but but I do. And so, I can say that in an interview and it throws the interviewers off because they're like, wait, that's that's like a legit bad thing. Why why is he saying that? And then you show how you mitigated that and then they're like, oh, you, t you turned it into a strength, but you didn't do it in a scripted way. Right. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it it throws them off. Just enough. So you don't want to throw your interviewers completely off because then they they, they think you're weird or whatever. Or they perceive a bad interview. You want to throw them off just enough to where they're like, he's he's a little above. Yeah. Um. Or that gal, if it's you know that gal's a little above. Whatever. They say that gal about you with your beard. I'm okay, concerned. Well, now we're gonna get into some tips and tricks for keeping journaling and you know when you're getting started to help you get the most out of journaling. Yeah. And the first one is to create a template uh, for your journaling. I do this with my monthly review. Like I have a markdown file that has all the headings and all that mm -hmm. stuff and has the goals from last month in it. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah. So that when I start this month, that stuff is already filled in and I can, and it's all on one screen. I can just kind of fill in and mm -hmm. then I get the goals from this month and I make the template for next. Yeah. That's, that's a really good idea. Yeah. It just, it just makes it a little bit easier just because everything is there and you don't have to like split screen so you can type longer lines and mm -hmm. it just it just gets rid of some headaches. But so there are a lot of calendars and schedulers you can find at an office supply store. And this is actually a good place to start. These are built as a template to help you start entering data. So you don't have that overhead of trying to pick out what it's going to be shaped yeah. like before you start doing it. Mm -hmm. These are really great if you're if your journaling is task based. Yeah. It's like you use Nosby. Yeah, for um, task list. For your task list. But if if you're wanting to handwrite it, these are really great for that. I know back before smartphones and in the very early days of PDAs and before that, I used to 
get a a calendar and a scheduler. You yeah. were the ones I used to carry around. Yep. It was like a little black book of what's going on in my life. Yep. And if I lost I found something- one of those uh, from college not too long back. And like there was like a couple of girls' phone numbers and stuff in there. And I was looking at this going, this thing is like 30 years or not 30 years. It's like 20 years old. You know, yeah. I'm like this going, man, that's weird. <laughs> you know, it's really strange to find that. But now you probably won't completely love the first template you get. Yeah. Because experience kind of breaks that for you. It's a trial and error kind of thing. You should probably start out by imposing some kind of external structure. Uh, one way to do this is something like Scrum. So you have, you know, the doing, done, and impediments, and possibly, you know, like larger goals. But yeah. I think that's probably the doing, if yeah. that makes sense. It's, it's interesting because I do this every single day. Yeah. At work. I, I have my work journal and I start the day off by writing the date and then done, doing, impedes. And then I, I fill that out. And it's just, it's a template that I got into because that's what the meetings are like. And you say what you're, what you did, what you're doing, any impediments. And I think that way. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good model, to be mm-hmm. honest. I mean, that's why it was picked for Scrum. It also just kind of cuts out a lot of the crap because it's not like felt. Yeah. You know, it's task oriented. It's not feelings oriented. That's a different thing. Also, as you go along, you may notice patterns uh, in your writing. And you'll kind of want to adjust your template to your patterns. Right. Because I started out with uh, doing, done, and impedes. What I ended up going to was done, impedes, doing. But I call it different things. So it's like, here's the upsides, here's the downsides, here's the goals. Okay. Yeah. Which is basically the same thing. It's it's the same idea, but I, I would think like the, the downsides may not be this stopped me from doing things yeah. like impedes implies, but these are this the was negative, a nuisance. Yeah, this was a nuisance or a negative consequence of doing that. So it allows you to put more information in there for right. your own purposes. I see that. But I started the other way and I found that, you know, doing is like you're focusing on here's what's next month. Well, if you've got the overhang of the stuff that's going on or that just went on this month. Yeah. That's not a good place to be. So get that out and then do the goals with that in mind. Like that works better just with the way I think about things. That makes sense. So um, flipped it on its head. Yeah. Cause a lot of times I lead when we're in our meetings, I lead into the impedes while I'm in my doing. Cause I'm like, I'm going to do this. Or when I'm in my, my done, I was like, well, I was working on this and this, this came up and I'm like, I'll talk about that in, in a little bit and I'll go into the doing. Yeah. So, I just flipped that around because yeah. I know that that's last because it's the things that are future. Yeah, that makes sense. I see that. Now, stream of consciousness journaling may not work with a template as it's designed to be without structure. In fact, you'll chafe yeah. at the structure when you do this, even to the point of being irritated with a lined, ruled notebook. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you're irritated that you go to the next line or you're irritated that you can't write something in, you know, like capital letters two lines tall or you feel like you can't because in school you didn't do that like when you're really getting into it and you go go stream of consciousness oh, yeah, yeah it's it's very very unstructured mm-hmm. now i mean like you can you can have a structured journal with an unstructured part yeah for that but like it it doesn't always work with with making a template um and so you may create those sections for stream or flow of consciousness and have maybe like a list of topics or something, and then just like list the topic that you're you're thinking about, and, and then, then just burn, burn down the stream, and right? And get done with that, and then start the next one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the other thing with this is it's a lot easier to start writing if you're adding to something that exists. Right. And that's why I moved my goals forward for the next month. Yeah. You know, because you can look at that and go, okay, here's why I didn't get this done. There's your impediments. Oh, here's what I did get done. Here's the, the winnings. Mm-hmm. Starting with a blank page can be very overwhelming. Yeah. Like I know when we're doing our outlines, especially when we first started and we just did an outline on a piece of paper or on a screen, just staring at it. I, I got into the habit of getting the big points. Yeah. Like if I could get a list of big points and then fill them in, it was so much easier. But then we built a template up that has like the common things that we say, or we do talk about every week and has the sections. So like we've got an IOT section, a comment section, uh, tricks of the trade section. So those are already put in there. So it's a lot easier to come in and go, all right, this is already started. I just got to fill out my part. Yeah. And that's why we did it. Don't worry about sounding good or professional. Again, this is for you. It's not for other people. A lot of times people will think that they have to write well thought out entries. I can look at old stuff I've written. Trust me, you <laughs> don't have to. <laughs> no. You can totally wing it. You can write it in a way where people think you're illiterate or drunk. It's fine. And sometimes you may be both of those. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There we go. Um, you only really have to worry if other people are going to be reading what you write. You know, public journals that are written for an audience, they, they have a name for those. It's called a blog. Right. Uh, or live journal, but, you know, that's still basically a blog. Yeah. And y- you got to be careful with what you put in those. Little side story. So, I used to have a live journal, especially when I left the Nashville area right after college. I kept a live journal just to update my friends on what was going on um, in my life. And, you know, people commented. It was it was a fun thing. Well, met this girl through a friend at work, went out with her, talked about her on my live journal, stuff like that. And then didn't talk to her for a couple of weeks. You know, we, we went out, but life happens. And so I mentioned to the friend that introduced us like, oh, hey, I, I really should talk to her. I haven't talked to her in a little bit. You know, I enjoyed meeting her. I want to ask her out. And she's like, oh, told me some stuff about her, like some rumors uh, that I that I didn't realize were rumors that she just told me as if they were true. And I'm like, oh, so like people had commented asking me about that girl. I was like, oh, well, I heard this and this and this about her. Um, and, yeah, I'm probably not going to see her anymore. Well, turns out those were rumors and not true. Oh, so bummer. Started dating the girl. Oh. <laughs> and so she goes and finds my live journal and reads that. And then you stop dating the girl. Right. <laughs> yeah. So two lessons learned here. One, don't really believe rumors about people. Find out the truth for yourself. And two, when you hear rumors about people, don't write them in your live journal. Yeah, that's one thing with the public journal that really gets you into trouble is if you're going to be honest... There's a very small scope of things that you can actually talk about with full honesty. Right. You know, again, you'll see people on Twitter that talk about things that they shouldn't talk about very, very publicly. And that's starting to really take a lot of people down. Mm -hmm. Will's already hit on this with the, uh, you can sound like you're an illiterate drunk, but you don't have to use full sentences or proper grammar. Unless Um, you're beige writing an outline. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Thoughts are rarely formed as sentences. You can use bullet points or just lists of thoughts or just you know, drawings of things. If you can't put it into words, you can draw it out. Yeah. And this really applies well to stream of consciousness journaling. Next, journal at the beginning of your day. 
Like my work journal is the first thing I do in the morning. Like when I sit down to work, like after I've walked the dog, I've made coffee, I'm ready to sit down and focus. I turn my computer on and then I get out my journal and I write my work stuff down before I check my email, before I log into the VPN, you know, any of that. I, I turn the computer on and then I write my work stuff down. Yeah, I usually, I don't do the journaling so much as I get my task list yeah. together, which is, you know, serves a lot of the same purpose for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that it is best to journal at the end of the day. That's called a retrospective. Yeah. Well, it, the, the idea here is that it's a good to recap the events of the day in their journal. Unfortunately, journaling tends to get cut as our lives get busy. Yeah. So, it's you got to start out with that, you know, as the first thing. Otherwise, it won't be a thing. Right. Also, research shows that we perform certain tasks better at different times of the day. It indicates that we have a finite amount of willpower throughout the day. And as we use it, it becomes depleted. This may be the reason people feel they get more done when they get up earlier. I I have actually looked at how much I got done based on what time I got up because I would get up earlier and it seemed like I got more done, but it was that my willpower or drive to get things done was stronger in the morning. And so there's more to do in the morning, but the actual amount of work I got done was the same. Yeah. And well, the other thing that'll help too is the lack of interruptions. Like yeah. It's, it's hard to make that actually be an apples to apples comparison. Cause mm-hmm. I've done that where I get up at you know, four 30 in the morning and, and work for a while. I did that uh, you know a bunch last summer. I work for a couple hours and then drive into the office and work. And I was still getting about the same amount of stuff done. I just felt crazy productive. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Um, and you know, your mind is going to be more free from external influences. Earlier in the day, you, you're not going to be thinking about a conversation you had or something you saw on social media. Yeah, somebody hasn't already ticked you off or yeah. interrupted you. This makes it easier to avoid checking your phone or things like that before you start journaling. And if you keep a pen and paper close at hand, um, you can wake up and just write down what you're thinking. Yeah, or your dream journal. That, yeah. I mean, that's a, the time to do it. You don't want to do that, you know, that night because <laughs> you're not going to remember any of it. Right. Um, as we go about our day, the memory of our dreams do fade. Writing it down just after you wake up keeps it fresh in your mind. So there's some pitfalls to avoid with journaling. Um, and the first one is to avoid getting too obsessed with yourself. Um, this is not the mirror of Narcissus here. It's just a tool to try to figure out what's going on, where you are, where you've been. You know, That's the point of it. So you don't write a bunch of stuff to inflate your ego, that kind of stuff. It's supposed to be a record of your thoughts and feelings, and it shouldn't only be about you. It should be about how you interact with the world. In other words, it's an ecosystemic tool, not a uh, narcissistic tool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the place for you to focus on yourself in a way that is a record of your thoughts and feelings. It shouldn't only be yours, though. Like like you were saying, you you need to use it as a way to help yourself integrate better with the world. This may be a place to write down thoughts and to work them out before you bring them to someone. So if you have an idea for improving something at work or you need to have a conversation with someone. Yeah. About especially a hard conversation. Yeah. This is a great place for you to work that out. Write down your thoughts and feelings about it. Write down what you want to say to them and how you want to say it and work through that because coming to you And saying, you know, 
I feel this and this makes me feel this way isn't really going to influence you much. Right. But coming to you with hard facts and saying, hey, this this is causing this, or even if it is making me, you know, you're doing something that is upsetting me. Coming to you and saying, hey, what you're doing is upsetting me, you're going to be like, okay. Yeah. You can't control your own emotions? What? But if drive I drive to the store and get you a box of Pampers, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> if I come to you and say, hey, what you're doing is, it's upsetting me and that's causing this problem and like... Or if you can, if you can recast it to go, yeah. look, this is counterproductive for you. It doesn't yeah. matter how I feel. If I can find the way that it's bad for you and it and give you a different optimal to go for, I don't have to worry about my feelings. And yeah. this is the place you can kind of figure that stuff out. Yeah, it, exactly. And this is this is where you get to do that before having that conversation. Right. I mean, you and I, how many times have we had conversations with people that we should have planned out beforehand? I can think of quite a few. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many conversations have we had with each other that we should have planned out beforehand? <laughs> there is that. Um, and one thing about all this stuff, too, is, you know, if you're writing down all the feelings and stuff, you have to be careful that you introspect over those feelings. What does that mean? Where does that come from? What do I do with this? How do I fix this if it's something that's a problem? You don't want to become a passive observer of your own life. Yeah. Living too much in your head happens when... The mindfulness that we talked about in a previous episode is taken to the extreme. This can happen when you are more focused on recording your life than you are on actually living it. Uh, this is a problem with a lot of vacations that I've been on, is you have somebody there that has a camera, and because they have a camera, they want to take pictures, which is fine. You want to be able to do that. But I've known people that spend so much time trying to line up the perfect picture of their perfect vacation that they don't actually enjoy the vacation. You have all these artifacts left over at the end that makes it look like it was a great vacation, but everybody else that was there is like, man, that sucked. Yeah. And I just got back from probably the best family vacations I've ever been on. You know, um, I think it was because I got my own room, uh, whereas normally I have to sleep on the couch as the single sibling. But... um no, it, it was it was probably one of the best ones, and we spent three hours driving one way up to Niagara Falls. And there was a joke made because like um, my mom said something to my sister about taking pictures with the kids and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, I'm not going to worry about that. BJ will take all the pictures we need because I know I I something I enjoy is taking pictures of scenery and things like that. That is something I really do enjoy. But I took a few pictures, and then I put my phone back in my pocket, and I enjoyed. Yeah. And so I look at the pictures and th this is sort of what this is getting at is it's not about when the, the artifact or the reminder of the thing becomes the thing. So if it was about taking the pictures, if you're a photographer or if that's like your hobby, yeah, it's different because then you're going on vacation specifically to take pictures. Yeah. And if that's the thing you enjoy, yeah. it's, it's the same kind of problem you run into with the way some folks do agile. Right. Is they'll put so much process and structure around doing proper agile and, you know, in air quotes that, you know, like the project management system becomes a panopticon for all the developers. Like you're just you're freaked out because they're spending so much time measuring, not on actually getting stuff done, not getting towards the goal. Yeah, I, I, I totally see that. And that is some of the problems. Yeah, and I've seen, and this is why we talk about the grammar thing and the you know being completely honest and not letting other people read the journal is what that will do to you. What all those things do to you is they make you more focused on recording the experience than having the experience and recording enough to get something out of it. 
Yeah, it, it goes back to we we're talking about in school. We had to turn your journal in. Yeah. Like doing that, you're more focused on making sure you have proper sentence structure in your journal. Yeah. Than you are actually getting the thoughts out. Yeah. Or you're worried that, you know, you, you're mad over something, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going, okay, if I write this down this way, am I going to the principal's office? Yeah. Or am I getting expelled mm -hmm. potentially, right? Like you, you don't want to be in that headspace when you're trying to make a tool for yourself to use for introspection. Something that you and I didn't have to face because of when we graduated. Anyone younger than us did. All the zero tolerance stuff. Well, well, that, but the, um, yeah, the post Columbine world. Yeah. Like you, you express anger about something and all of a sudden it's a red flag. It's not, you know, oh, hey, maybe, maybe someone should talk to him about, you know, that situation or, you know, oh, yeah, teenagers yeah. get dumped. That happens. Yeah. Kids get picked on. That happens. That was our world. Yeah. But in the post Columbine, Someone writes about that, red right. flags, buzzers go off, all sorts of stuff. So, you're not thinking about expressing yourself. You're thinking about what can I say and not get in trouble. Right. Um, and that that is one thing that is probably concerning with the digital stuff. Because mm -hmm. you don't know what's being indexed or by whom, necessarily. That is one thing I wonder about sometimes. It's like, okay, you know, how much can you actually write in here without that coming up? Yeah, I wonder if my live journal is still around. Yeah. I don't even remember what my name was on there <laughs> so well, long ago. Anyways. But the idea here is that your journal is a record to help you live better, and that's its utility, not something for other people to read. Right. Another pitfall is that journaling can become a way to express blame instead of a way to find solutions. Yeah, and I would argue that this is... Um, somewhat of a meditative practice in, in a lot of respects. And this is something you'll see with a lot of folks that get into meditation is they become jerks because instead of going, okay, I have this problem. Let me work through it. It's more like, I, let me have this problem so I can wallow in it. Right. And, and you'll get the same thing with journaling if you're yeah, not careful. Yeah. And it can be a big temptation, especially when you're getting started. Right. Uh, and if you get around, and this is the thing with the, the meditation I've seen is you get into a crowd that feeds that and a group of other people that do the same thing. It, it sort of feeds on itself. Yeah. It becomes its own thing. Yeah. And, and in your journal and journaling, you can become your own group. Right. That, that feeds your own self wallowing and that negative emotions. The trouble here happens when expressing those negative emotions and frustrations isn't cathartic. You want to be able to put that out there and let it go. To quote Frozen. Because Will was <laughs> oh, singing that earlier. I wasn't singing it. You were when I said my Okay, I was froze. lightly singing it in, in Cartman's voice, but <laughs> um, that's a thing I do. <laughs> Don't ask. It's really not worth knowing. Um, but the thing is, it's like a meditation session. If you come out of it feeling worse than when you went in, there's something wrong with your technique. So you got to figure out what that is. You have to meta-analyze your meta-analysis. Dude, that's so meta. Yeah. But that's what you end up doing with this level of introspection. If you're doing it right, you should feel better after. Yeah. Typically. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. I think of the Tango Maureen 
from the musical Rent. Been a while. Yeah. So I know you watch it every weekend, but it's been a while for me. Not every weekend, just when I get really frustrated at work. So not over Christmas break. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> no, it's 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 sort of a fun thing that I can put on on the side and sing along with as I'm doing light. Oh, really? Yeah. Show tunes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, we could refer to you getting frustrated at work as being rent-seeking behavior. Yes. In a way, <laughs> okay. yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> Let's just go with the economics joke in there. That makes everyone laugh. <laughs> but, uh, no, in in the song... Mark, who is kind of our the Horatio, the the audience character, um, he's the the observer. He's the one that's filming everything. He had been dating Maureen. Maureen left him uh, for Joanne, and Joanne is she left him for Joanne, and then fired him as her production manager, and was having Joanne do it. Who Joanne is a lawyer, knows nothing about production, so she calls Mark to come in, and Joanne's like, "What are you doing here? I I hired." someone to come in and help and it's christmas eve and he's like all right fine i'll leave and she's like she's three hours late so like it turns into this like song and dance thing because it's a musical and like as they do yeah you know, he's he's talking about some of like you know, maureen's a bit of a player and some of her more flirty characteristics and at the end of it it's it's really funny because he's like wow i feel great and joanne who is now dating maureen goes i feel awful and it's like he just he got all of that emotion out and by saying it he wasn't wallowing in it he just let it go and he's like now that i've said it and gotten it out and told someone about it i feel really good about myself yeah versus the wallowing in it which doesn't yeah where there are other people could have and probably a more realistic thing would have been he talks to joanne about it and she's like yeah she does it too and they they sit there and they commiserate and they wallow in each other's misery yeah and yeah this is with journaling you don't have that other person but you your journal is that other person well the other person is you yeah at a different point in time exactly wow (laughs) (laughs) another thing that you need to avoid is you don't want to stop if you miss a day a week a month a year of journaling like go back to it this is not a place for guilt when you don't execute execute tomorrow there's another day. The sun rose. You're fine. The sun will come it. up tomorrow. <laughs> I just did. I mean, I, the musicals thing, man. I just, I just can't even, man. I just turned into a millennial. I can't even. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It just flowed. Stream of consciousness. <laughs> wow. Uh, no matter what your intentions are, life will find a way to cause you to miss some time journaling. Yeah, and it's it's worse for me with exercising because and I've had a conversation with my sister who ran track and still runs like she's a twig. She's got three kids, just had a baby less than a year ago and yeah. is skinny, um, but she runs a lot. That's She loves it. She'll get out and within the first 10 or 15 minutes, she'll get that runner's high and just love it. Your wife likes to run too. Yeah. Um, probably gets the same thing. Me, I go out and I run and I... I, I could run three or four miles. I, I really never got more than three or four miles because I just get winded, um, even at my best. But I could run that, and it would be 30 minutes after I stopped that I would get the, ooh, hey, I feel nice now. Yeah. It's like when the pain stops. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's 
Yeah, that's a very interesting thing because I find people don't have the same perception on weightlifting that I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel great after I get done lifting weights today, accepted. Um, <laughs> you moved a fridge. I, I did. <laughs> Actually, the fridge wasn't the bad part. It was, it was, it was, you know, lifting yesterday and then walking three miles and moving a bunch of stuff in the basement, like that unstructured lifting yeah. thing. Yeah, that wasn't good feels, but most of the time it is for me. And I know a lot of people that really, really hate that. Um, don't put too much pressure on yourself to write every day um, because you will discourage yourself if you miss one. Just kind of be loose about it. Like if you if you go, okay, I'm hitting this at 80% of where I maybe want to be, that's still more than you would be doing if you're sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that, especially with journaling, you don't have to do it every day. Like you want to, if that's your your lofty goal and you're working towards getting to where you do that every day, that's good. But the thing that I run into, not so much with journaling, because I'm pretty good at like, like you said, I would go for two or three months when I first started back when we were in college, I go for two or three months without it and then jump right back into it. Yeah. Um, my problem, like I said, with, is with exercise, I'll stop doing it. Like I'll miss a day and then I'm like, oh, well, I threw my schedule off this week, so I'll just wait till next week to start back up. And then you forget it next week. And then the week after, and then, then the a week- year later, you're looking back going, I'm fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. It's yeah. not, not a good place to be. Um, and you don't have to start at a certain time either with this. Like, I always think, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm going to go hiking Tuesday and Thursday. And like, that's, you know, I'm just an example, but I, and so I have to start on Monday right. to do that. And no, I don't. I could start on Wednesday. You start on Saturday. You go, I'm just going to go on a hike, even though it's not the right day. Yeah. And it's fine. But like, there is a mental block there that you'll just get in this headspace. And I, I do it too. And I don't know what that is. It makes you feel like a very damaged person that that's actually <laughs> stopping you. Like, I made this arbitrary decision with myself, didn't tell anybody else, and I'm going to stick with it or I'm a bad person. <laughs> yes, it, that is it exactly. It's and, very weird. You know, it, like I said, with journaling, it doesn't affect me, but it does with other people. I have talked to people who've said, oh, I really want to start journaling, but I'm going to start at the first of the month. Yeah. Um, and sometimes sometimes I think these things like um, the, the, was it, the 100 days of writing – Oh, like and, and uh, those those types of things, uh, NaNoWriMo or whatever, yeah, where uh, you write a book in a month. Yeah, I, I sometimes think those things, while they're really good for, all right, I'm just going to jump in and do it, and like just getting people out there doing it. Yeah, but if you're if you're thinking of a book idea in August, and that's not that's November. an excuse to put it off. Yeah, and then you don't do it in November because it's turkey time, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally get that. <laughs> exactly. So this brings us to the next point, which is to start now. Not when you have the time or capacity. You will get the advantages of this as soon as you start doing it. You won't get them before. Mm-hmm. Like thinking that you're going to do something doesn't get you there. Your schedule is never going to perfectly clear up. That's not going to happen. For anything. Not just journaling. I mean, we, we've talked about a lot of different things uh, that these, both the tips and tricks and the pitfalls could apply to. But no matter what you're doing. You're never going to have the perfect opportunity. It's always, and you know, I'm remiss to say this, but it, it was something that was really big in church, Christian culture, was this, you don't have to wait until you have your life right to start going to church. Right. Kind of idea. And it, it applies beyond just that, 
but that was the first place that I ever heard it. So it's yeah. the one that sticks out to me the most was, you know, the well, you- point of it is to help get your life right. With journaling, the point is to help you get your schedule cleared up and help you get to the point that you want to be at. Yeah, you don't change it. You don't wait to change a flat tire until you get to the auto shop. You know, unless you yeah. just, you know, unless you're just right there. You well, know, you can't do that <laughs> unless the the spare goes flat on the way there. Yeah, <laughs> which has happened to me. <laughs> yeah, but just I mean, in general. No, you're right. You don't. Speaking, you you change it as soon as it happens. Right. Um. You know, you don't. And journaling is basically your tire pressure gauge. No. Always on. Or you you don't wait to change your oil till your engine breaks down. You know? Y'all hear that? (laughs) Just going to throw that out there because I know there's one or two of you. They're like, really? Yeah. You know, you, this is like a regular maintenance thing. This is something that you, you start doing and you can start doing at any time and it's going to help you. It's going to get you to the point where you want to be. It's, it's. Uh, and I, like I said, it applies to so many different areas of life. Like you want to start reading more, you know, don't wait until your schedule clears up because there's always going to be other things come up. You know, you want to start saving money. Don't start doing it now. Start doing it now. Even if, even if all you can save is $5 a paycheck in, in a while, you'll have a good bit of money. Maybe you can, if you've got debts or something, maybe you can save up a little bit, pay off the debts and then you can save more. Or um, you can avoid more debts. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing too, is entropy is always real. It's always there. So if you don't do things that fix problems, the problems don't stay in the same state. They get worse, mm-hmm. whatever that is. You can still set a start date for journaling. So let's say you do want to start and you're like, all right, I'm going to start next week because you you know, you need to get your supplies and get your tools and get and, everything together. And you need to get hype. Yeah. A little bit of hype. We, we do this some with some of the stuff that we do where we, we hype ourselves up. We talk about it to each other yeah, for and a then bit do it. and then we do it. So I know you and I have talked about this. You say you don't like to talk about big things you're doing with a lot of people because you get the reward for it before I do it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas me, I like to talk about things that I'm doing because then I feel obligated to do it. Yeah. It's the carrot and the stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if you don't have a book or journal, just go ahead and get started with loose paper. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect. Understand that this journaling is not a goal. It's a process. Yeah. Oh, it's, man. It's how you get to the goal. It's it's like weightlifting or just about anything else. Like, you're not trying, unless you're in CrossFit, to be the best at exercising. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm a little... That's one thing about CrossFitters. I'm like, I watch the games and I'm like, you really want to be the best at exercising. But everybody else, that's not... <laughs> Yeah. That's not the worldview. It's like, I want to look good on the beach. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting this point because I remember when I first started journaling, I would be like, all right, I'm going to go get like this moleskin notebook. Or I'm going to get like, I want this particular notebook to write my thoughts in or to, to write these I- types of ideas in. And because, you know, I like to have my different things separated out. Yeah. But it took me years to figure this out. And years of not starting because I didn't have the perfect, and y'all can't see the air quotes, but the perfect journal. Um, but th- that's the thing. Now, if I want to, say, start working on throwing out autobiography ideas, because I'm actually working on a book. Uh, but if I want to start writing some ideas down, I'm not going to 
wait until I can go to the bookstore and buy the perfect moleskin to write this in. Right, because you're losing the ideas. They're right. decaying. I'm gonna I'm gonna go yeah. look and find a piece of paper. If I have to go to the printer and pull paper out of the printer to write on it, I'm gonna do that. Most likely, I'm just gonna open up VS Code and write stuff down in there, or use Mind Map or some yeah, other tool. Yeah, because the printer's all the way across the room. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's me now. Me 10, 15 years ago, more than that, because I think I tried to start journaling back when I was in junior high school. So way, way back. Was, oh, I got to wait until my parents can take me to the bookstore. And get it all right. Yeah. Of course, that was once or twice a week. I mean, I, I tell you, I think I'm the only kid in history that ever got in trouble for spending his entire allowance at the bookstore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was often, but still, I still had to wait. And if they didn't have a black moleskin, then I had to wait till the next time. Yeah. And hope they have it then. Yeah. And it was it was like that for me. And I understand that. I, I get it because I wanted it all to be perfect. And the point here, and we, we've said it in a couple of places, is this doesn't have to be perfect. This is a step in a journey that you are taking. Well, and part of the point is also that it, the imperfections add to it. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's a perfect notebook that's, you know, laid out perfectly and is exactly what you want. That's one thing. But like a little journal that you just wrote in because, you know, that was the piece of paper you had there. That's something else, and that's valuable. Like, there's there's a feel to it. Mm -hmm. So, it, it's it's not like you're losing out by not getting it perfect anyway. Right. You know, we've talked about a lot of different things here. Regularly writing in a journal can help you to take the puzzle pieces of your thoughts and feelings and put them together in a logical and understandable pattern. Use these guidelines, these tips and tricks that we've talked about to help get started on that puzzle. Don't hesitate. Get started journaling now. And that pretty much wraps us up. Before we close everything out, Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade? Well, I want to add um, something that we kind of talked about a little bit, and that's the way that you deal with motivation. And this will help a lot if you're journaling, too. If you pay attention to not just what you did and what you didn't do and what got in the way and those kind of things, but pay attention to the emotional arc. Uh, as you proceeded in a direction, in other words, like, okay, I did this one thing and the thing that pushed me to this was this other thing. That's useful information. Next time you have to do something like that, try to figure out how to get that motivation in place. You can play with this a lot. If you read any of like Tony Robbins stuff or any of the stuff on neuro-linguistic programming, if you can find some that's not so dry, you'll discover that what these people have done is they've actually figured out how to hack their own motivation. And this is a really valuable life skill. If you can introspect enough to do that, you understand that this system feeds back on itself. Our, our brains are topologically insecure to our own hacking attempts. You can hack your own mind and make yourself motivated to do all kinds of things. People do it all the time. So bear in mind that that's a possibility and use that. Journaling helps with this because you can actually figure out how the system is really laid out, not the nice uh, way that you like to think about and compartmentalize it. So just want to throw that out there as an idea. And that's all I've got. Titanfall.
If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Stand By for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. The intro music for IOTs is Hillbilly Hip Hop by Jason Belcher. For references, show notes, and to sign up for weekly emails with extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod and like our page on Facebook to keep up with news about the show. Catch us each week as we broadcast live, talking about what's going on in the tech world and answering listener questions. Learn more about all of our shows and groups by going to CompleteDevelopernetwork.com where you'll find links to Junior Developer Toolbox, Developer Launchpad, and our other communities. Thanks for listening. See you next time.